You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School presented by Privy. And a big thank you to our co-sponsors of the show, Suna and Hashtag Paid. For too long, the process of finding the right influencer for your brand has been endless, mindless, soul-crushing scrolling. And then once you find the one, they don't even move the needle. Well, Hashtag Paid is putting an end to all of that. They're the first matchmaking tool for brands and creators. With Hashtag Paid, the process is three incredibly simple steps. Build your campaign, pick from 10 creators, hit the launch button, and bask in success. Hashtag Paid is basically a dating service for brands and influencers. Instead of dinner and overpriced drinks, you'll get ROI and a partner your audience trusts. Check them out at the link in the show notes. All right, everyone, welcome back. Last week, we announced our new partnership with Hashtag Paid for the podcast. Personally, I was super excited when they reached out because of the fit. This show is about making tactics approachable, educating everyone on what type of stuff is working, why, and giving you the confidence to make your first step in that direction. But my background's in website conversion, email, and SMS. That's great stuff, but I'm not a pro when it comes to traffic generation. And if you look at the evolution of driving awareness for brands these last few years, so many of the fast growth brands are talking about their influencer or their creator strategy. So yes, this could mean paying up and getting Kim Kardashian to post about your product, but there's so much more opportunity within the category of influencer or creator marketing. So that's why we partnered with Hashtag Paid. We wanna tell these stories, right? We wanna help you understand the basics of things like creators, micro-influencers, and share how some brands are seeing success by partnering with creators. And who better than Roger Figueredo, VP of Marketing over at Hashtag Paid. So Roger, thank you for coming on. Welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here, Ben. Yeah, so let's start with Hashtag Paid for people that aren't familiar. Who are you guys? What are you up to? Yeah, we are a platform that connects brands, marketers, founders with creators. So these are people who create wonderful content that consumers absolutely love and subscribe to. Nice. And so how did Hashtag Paid start? What's the why behind the company? Yeah, Brian and Adam are founders. They had friends who were influencers and they didn't set out to be influencers. They tell the story very often. There's this girl named Ronnie and she was struggling with her health and she went on this journey, this uh, this betterment journey. And she met with nutritionists, with doctors, and as she improved her health and focused on her health, she started documenting this on Instagram and she gained a lot of followers. And over time, people started looking to Ronnie for recommendations on you know, what blender to use and what sports bra to use, so on and so forth. And it became a thing for her. And so Brian and Riv got involved in this space and the why here and the reason why we exist and, and one of the problems we're seeing with influencer marketing is that there's very little accountability. It's very difficult to find creators. It's very difficult to negotiate to get work done well. And so we exist in the space because we want to be in trust. We want marketers to trust these influencers. And so that's the job that we're doing. Awesome. So let's start at the top, right? Like even in my intro, you know, I think I need to be corrected here. Like, is it creator marketing? Is it still influencer marketing? What's the right way to talk about all this? <laughs> so I think I would say that, so I'm going to preface my answer here with it's mostly semantics. And I think we've infused both with meaning. And so I'll share a little bit about how we look at it at hashtag paid. We make that distinction because we believe there is a difference between good influencers and bad influencers. The good ones we call creators and the bad ones we just keep calling them influencers. And so the difference for us, and I, and I can go very quickly, is that creators, if you look at sort of the motive and the reason why they do the work, it's because they love it. They are 
creatives at heart. They love the work that they do. They love photography. They love video. They love comedy. They love storytelling. And so they do the work. And if you ask them, would I do it anyways? They'd probably say yes. They would do it regardless of the money. So they view their work as a craft. Whereas influencers, they view the opportunity with influencing people on social media. They view that opportunity as a way to make money primarily. So that's one of the big distinctives between both. And what that leads to is if you're primarily looking at influencer marketing, as a way to make money, you're eventually just going to start posting whatever. And I think a lot of people have unsubscribed from influencers like this, where it's like every other post is a sponsored ad and they're just, they're posting whatever. And then here's the second problem is that they delete those collaborations because they're not very proud of them. There's too many or they're not proud of them. The work was garbage. So they end up deleting them. Creators on the other hand are different. They're creative experts and they have a brand. These creators are a brand in and of themselves. And so they will only partner with brands who have a similar philosophy, a similar worldview to them. And a good example is Bite Toothpaste. They only partner with influencers who are believe in zero waste. And so their brands and their values align. And so they're more selective. And as a result, they leave those collaborations up. Just because they got paid doesn't mean they're embarrassed. And so they'll leave them up. So those are three really big differences between influencers and creators. And so what ends up happening over time is that these creators just have better audiences that engage and that convert better. It's fascinating. And actually, for me personally, really helpful to get the breakdown. So one of the things that I I think about a lot that would be good to clarify, and you kind of alluded to this with influencers taking down some of the the posts, like what do these business relationships look like, right? Like obviously there's a flow, I assume there's, is there a flow of money, right? From brand to creator, but like what sort of the, the relationship that makes it okay for someone to take the posts down after? That's new to me and sounds crazy. (laughs) So one of the things that we tell brands is that if in the negotiation process with a creator or an influencer in this case, if there's talk of like, how long do I'm going to keep this up? Like that's a flag and you should dig in there because the reality is the content should be so good that they're producing that they're proud and leave it up. They should not be taking it down. So I don't know that the brands that we work with, we don't encourage people to do that. Yeah, The relationship should be one again, like I said, good creative that stays up. And is it always pay per post? Is it a series of posts? Like, how would you recommend structuring these things? Yeah, that's a really good question. And and I would add, there's, I think, two approaches to influencer marketing, proactive that the brand can do. There's a third one, which is, I'll talk about the first two. The, the first one is, of course, you can pay the creator, which is what we recommend. Because for marketers, especially on the performance side, you want predictability. You want to say, you know, if I put in a dollar, how many how much money am I going to get out? And you want to be able to predict the future. Even if you're a brand marketer, you're looking at impressions, you want to be able to know how many of the creators that you reached out to are going to, or the creators they have on roster are actually going to post and how many impressions you're going to get. So you want predictability and paying is going to ensure that you get predictability. It's going to make sure that you actually get the content back on time. So if you're structured and you need predictability, payment is, is a great option for that. Now, the other option is gifting, which is also very popular and many brands have used it. It's not something we always encourage, but it's absolutely done. And if you're on a budget and you're testing this, go ahead and try it. All it requires is a bit more time. It might mean that you might need to bring someone on part-time because at that point, in order to get the predictability of that you would get with a paid creator, you need to start building your funnel. And so you need to start tracking back from, okay, how many pieces of content do I want to post? How many creators need to respond back to me? From those that respond back to me, how many do I need to reach out to? So on and so forth. So you just build a funnel. So you know, hey, I might need to reach out to a thousand in order to get, you know, five or 10 posts. And so if you build a funnel, you can still get some level of predictability, albeit it's more work. And then the third method that I was talking about, which is under the control of marketers, is just you do some great stuff. You have a great product and people just organically talk about you. But that's totally out of your control. You can't really influence them. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
I actually spoke to a friend of mine that I would call a creator. She's very mission focused and chooses to partner with brands that align nicely with what she creates content about and is passionate about. And she told me this concept about like how she flirts with a brand if she wants to strike up a partnership with them. And I love that concept where she'll actually, without a relationship in place, start talking about a brand and that she uses in her life, right? And so it is possible. I think it's just much harder to get to that spot. But I think that's really helpful. So just straight up paying, right? Predictability, gifting, but not all these creators are going to go for that, especially probably as their audience gets larger. And then the word of mouth or the the flirting. I think that's a a really good good way to (laughs) break that down. Which is the best one. That third one is the best one. That's what we all work towards. And, uh, you know, I said we can't influence it, but maybe I was wrong. I think you do influence it from a marketer perspective, from a marketing perspective and delivering, you know, good product, making sure that your customer service is absolutely wonderful. People want to talk about their good experiences. So I said you can't influence it, but you can by being just a a good brand. No, I agree. I agree with that. So the listeners here, hashtag paid is is likely new for them. So is influencer marketing, probably for a good portion. I think hopefully everyone's got like email and SMS funnels and, and website conversion locked down. I know for sure our audience is spending money on Facebook and TikTok and all that for, for top of funnel. Like if you were, you know, the CMO of a direct-to-consumer brand, where does this fit in for you? Maybe like not necessarily on or if you have thoughts on how much of the budget should fit here, but like, is this top of funnel? Is this middle of funnel? Is this just like something completely different? Yeah. And it's a really good question. And uh, the answer to that is going to be the the answer everybody loves. It depends. It's going to depend on your objectives as a marketing team, what you're trying to do with influencer marketing. It's one of those channels that it's like, Paid social, for example, is it good for bottom funnel? Absolutely. Do brands use it for awareness? Absolutely. Do brands use it to solicit reviews? Absolutely. And so it's the same with influencer marketing. I believe it was Glossier who used influencer marketing, I think, to get reviews on their early stage products. That's what they use influencer marketing for many other things, but that was one of the use cases. I just read about, I think it was in Kenya, if I'm not mistaken, they tapped into influencer marketers to increase the consumption of alcohol at home because there was very little consumption. It was mostly people going out. And so they had to change people's behavior in order to do that. They would use influencers buying alcohol, bringing it home and drinking it at home. And so, again, I'm not making any comment on the morality or the approach to that. I'm just, that's what happened. I think it was on Bloomberg. And so depending on what you're trying to do, you can use influencer marketing for that. There are brands who, they have a brand personality. They do this brand personality exercise and they're like, okay, how are we going to reinforce this? How are we going to personify this and bring this to life? Well, partner with an influencer who exhibits and has the same personalities that you want your brand to be known for. And so that's a way to personify it, to bring your brand to life. And then then you can do bottom funnel as well. And we see that with affiliate codes, we see that with paid social whitelisting, with creator whitelisting or creator licensing. And so depending on what you're trying to achieve as a marketing team, you can figure out a way to use influencers or creators to meet that objective. Yeah. I mean, it may even be like these days, with the cost of uh, Facebook and Google going up, it may even be a lower cost option to jumpstart you know, new brand launches too. Absolutely. We're wired in such a way to want to do what the majority of people are doing. We're wired in that way. And so when you see influencers, popular people doing things, it's very natural for us to maybe not copy them right away, but at least be influenced to try it, to think about it. And over time, 
if there's sustained pressure for that perspective, for that behavioral change, it does change the way we act in our yeah, behavior. It's fascinating. One of the things you said earlier that stood out to me was like in category two of the relationship, which was like gifting, you were talking about building a list as a brand, going out, building a list, doing all of the outreach to these people and like trying to strike up a relationship independently. To me, that sounds like a huge pain in the ass. I'm sure that's like how you got to do it. <laughs> it's like sales in a way, except you're not even selling your product. You're selling a, a creator on partnering with you. Like, I assume this is a big part of what hashtag paid solves through the platform and, and the relationships, which is amazing. But like, if you really are just getting started with creator marketing, is that what you do? You kind of need to like start searching on Instagram and see who's got decent followings and passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about? You could, absolutely. It's just a little bit time consuming. There are, by the way, platforms outside of hashtag pay. They're called discovery tools. For those of you who are new, they're, they're discovery tools and they just they list millions of influencers. I think we're in the millions now. Millions of influencers. So it's a little bit of work to comb through them. And there are a lot of gems in there. It just takes a little bit of manual work to get through them, to make a list and, to, and reach out to them. If I were new... It depends on if you already have certain creators in mind. If you have creators in mind already, you're like, oh, I know this is my target list here, 15, 20, 50, 100 creators. I might approach it that way. I might try to reach out to them and get their attention. And getting their attention is a big part of, of taking this approach because the creator probably has 9, 10, 12 packages at their door from different products trying to get their attention. You are competing for those posts. There's limited inventory or else you get into the territory where every other post is sponsored. And so they have limited inventory. They can only partner with a certain amount of brands. And so you're competing with other people. So if you are gifting and you do have a target list, make sure that, for example, your package step uh, stands out. Make sure that your messages on Instagram stand out. Don't just send a note. Send them a video. Send them, get creative. I'm sure the folks listening to this are more creative than I am. But you do need to stand out. That's the recommendation there. I think some people are naive. They're like, oh, that creator, oh yeah, they'll love our brand as soon as we reach out to them. The reality is no, there's a lot of water bottles on their doorstep and a lot of t-shirts on their doorstep. There's a lot of competition. And so you, you do need to stand out. The other way, and this is how we help customers, is we've seen a lot of people try influencer marketing with us because we go, we handle the process of looking for people who are already fans of your brand. We will vet creators based on their values based on what they like, based on their previous posts. And so we make sure that they line up with your brand. That's our job. And so we have something called a hand raise where the brand will submit the brief. What are you trying to do? What are your objectives? So to our earlier point, do you want email subscriptions? That's maybe we had one brand, an alcohol subscription brand. That was their goal. Just get the emails. That's the bottom funnel conversion metric for us. And then we will handle the actual purchase through email. So influencer marketing, just the email subscription. And so we go, and we find people who talk about alcohol, who are alcohol savants, sommeliers, so on and so forth, who know this brand. And they're like, oh, I know them. I've actually purchased from them, right? I've used them before. Yeah, I'd love to partner with them. So that's our job. That's what we do. That's fascinating. I think that sounds a little bit easier, uh, especially if you're new <laughs> and just dipping your toe in. So, all right, the next big thing on my mind, right, is like maybe you're even a bigger brand and you just, you've crushed it through paid, organic, word of mouth, whatever it is. and and you want to dip your toe, you've identified the creator, the first creator, the first two creators you're going to work with. Like, what is a great 
campaign here actually look like? Is it what I know of influencer marketing, where it's like the creator posts a picture of them <laughs> holding your product and they say like link in bio with a code? Like, is that what it is? What I've learned from all of the, we see a lot of campaigns come through. We got thousands, thousands, thousands of campaigns coming through. And what I notice the theme is that the unexpected happens and like, oh, we didn't expect that one to hit. And it does. So I'm wary of saying, hey, do this and it's going to work. But I will say this, the content in all cases, the content needs to be either educational or entertaining. One of the two. So if you're on social, I'll stop. If it's educational, for example, I'm like, oh, I'm learning something I didn't know before. Or like, oh, this is entertaining. This is funny. Or this is dramatic or something. I would say it has to be one of those two, whatever you do with the content. So if you're just putting it up and you're, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to do it. How about we purchase from influencers in our house? And not because I work at hashtag pay, but there are people that we follow that we have products from that arrived this week and last week, and they revolved around some sort of story. Let's say it's DIY and they had this issue in the house and they needed this particular product and they talk about this product and we're like, oh, we have that same issue. We'll go and buy it. So it's educational, it's entertaining, and it's wrapped around in some sort of like story. Fascinating. And probably true even outside the context of creator marketing, just around social media and stopping the scroll in general. Too. I love that. Absolutely. Good. I have so much to dig into. Roger's going to come back on the show. We'll get some customers of hashtag paid. Still more to learn about creator marketing which I'm now going to call it instead of influencer marketing. Thanks to <laughs> Roger correcting me on that. So Roger, awesome having you. And for people that are you know, still learning about this, there's a link in the show notes. Check it out. Uh, and you can check out a little bit more about hashtag pay.